Hey, Alex, how are you? Look Hi. at your face. I get to see your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last time we I, recorded, it was just voices. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling pretty anxious. I just started watching coverage at like 8.30 and I wish I hadn't turned it on so early. I've been preaching to people <laughs> to not watch it too early. And then <laughs> I did it myself. Did you turn it on because you knew you were coming in here and you wanted to like have something to say or is it our fault? <laughs> no, I, well, so when I got the time confused, <laughs> I was, <laughs> I was like, well, maybe I'll just turn it on. My siblings had already started texting me and I told them, I was like, I'm trying to be in the bubble, but I gave in and had to turn it on. Okay. So, so what's the upsetting thing? Like, go ahead and lay it on me. Like, like, what are you, what are you anxious about? What did you see? I am pretty anxious about Florida. Obviously it's looking like it's going to Trump and the Miami Dade turnout for Trump was pretty disappointing and pretty shocking. It seems like the socialism message really took hold there, which makes me a little bit nervous, but Mm-hmm. trying to stay hopeful. Yeah. Like I saw a couple of like op-eds about how like, you know, American, you know, socialism isn't like Latin American socialism isn't the thing to fear, like trying to reassure voters. Um, but yeah, it was probably a little too little too late, unfortunately. Yeah. I think like, it's just like a word that has been tarnished so much here that you say it and people imagine all sorts of horrible things. Right. Well, here's Jadi, by the way. We all get to see each other's faces. Welcome, Jadi. This is Alex. We get to see your face. <laughs> we can't hear you. You're still on mute. <laughs> there you go. Hello. Hello. Uh, can y'all hear me? All right. Hey, how y'all doing? Hi. <laughs> so Alex was saying that she just looked at the news and she kind of wishes that she hadn't. Have you been like, did you turn on anything? Do you know anything about? Yeah, I've been watching and depending on who you watched, you know, it's different numbers. But what's crazy to me is on Fox, they are calling these states like they called Alabama for Trump with less than one percent of the vote in. They called Maine with less than two percent of the vote in for Biden. Like. I mean, those, I mean, honestly, those states are probably going to (laughs) go to, you know, Alabama to Trump and probably Maine to Biden, but still it's too early to call. Like that's, that seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. I was wondering like, what is the protocol for that? Because I noticed that even on like ABC and some other places and I hadn't ever really looked into that before. Yeah, it's it's really up to the station, you know. They they're just waiting for votes to come in, and, and um, a few maybe two elections ago, maybe it seemed like they were trying to race to see who would be the first one to call it, you know. <laughs> and then there was some issues with that because they got some of them wrong because they called it too early. But now I'm not sure what they're doing. I mean, I guess Fox is like, well, Alabama, we could have called that last week. We yeah, could call yeah. that ten years ago <laughs> for yeah. Trump, you know. Um, I mean, once again, it's like the enemy is a twenty-four hour news cycle, right? Like we need to like come together as as a as a country and be like, we don't need news twenty-four hours a day. You know? Yeah, I've been moving the past few weeks, and 
so I haven't had like internet in my new house for a while. Like I haven't really had time to watch the news. And I must say that my life has been a little less stressful, even with moving. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I hate moving. So I, I hate you. moving too. <laughs> <laughs> I will probably never do it again. <laughs> so is this the new place where you're at? Yeah. Nice. Nice. I like a red wall or a, I don't know. What is that? A burgundy? It's like a terracotta. It's getting repainted, but because it's only on one wall in here. There are a lot of <laughs> accent walls in this house. <laughs> but I thought it was patriotic. <laughs> there you go. And accent walls are totally fixable, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. So like, so earlier today, you know, we had two other sessions and in the morning we, we asked each other, like, what are you doing to sort of stay sane today? And then like Maurice asked us, uh, one of my good friends who was with us in the afternoon session asked us like, what comfort foods are you guys eating today? Um, so like, do you like, what are you doing today to stay sane? Or what have you done today? And like, what comfort foods have you been eating? I was trying to just really focus on work today. Um, which luckily I had a pretty busy day. So that worked. Um, I didn't start my work day until about noon because I did get sucked into Twitter a little bit. And, <laughs> um, but then I decided to kind of shut it down and I have to admit that I drove myself to McDonald's <laughs> earlier. So that's kind of where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> I made baked back mac and cheese and had oh yeah wine. yeah I'm a little tipsy because I had a little wine earlier <laughs> yeah I'm I'm on glass number two I don't know if I, was... I have a comfort food if I, I think if I had a comfort food it'd have to be like dried mangoes or something <laughs> <laughs> um, I honestly I eat comfort food basically every day yeah but... probably me too <laughs> I'm probably 24 7 comfort <laughs> Yeah. As I mean, as comfort foods go, like dried mangoes are pretty are pretty healthy, I think. Yeah. I love dried mangoes so much. Me too. I love um when they have the chili powder on them. Oh, have you ever yeah. had them like that? I've had those. I've had those. I like the ones that are just like no sugar added, no anything added. They Me just dry the mango. That's my favorite. But yeah, I've it's had hard them. to find. Uh, like I no usually, sugar. Do I usually go to Whole Foods and, and they have them? I don't know if they have Whole Foods in your area. I assume they do, but we just moved closer to one. So okay, yeah, Whole there Foods is go. where I usually go. You got your you got your dried mango hookup now. <laughs> you moved one positive. <laughs> so, like, what's the plan for the rest of the night? I mean, Jody, like, looking at your sightline, I feel like you're watching like the I'm news. I'm watching. Now. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been switching back and forth between ABC and um, Fox, like Channel Eight fox not fox the cable channel mm -hmm. um and just you know uh just checking in you know seeing what's what it's looking like texas is in a dead heat um florida if if you listen to Fo fox they're saying trump is going to win florida but abc is not saying that so i don't know we'll so see when I when I peeped onto Twitter, like everyone was saying that Kentucky, like Mitch McConnell had Kentucky. Is it? Yeah, I, I, that's what I heard as well. That that he won. Honestly, I wanted him to lose more than I wanted Trump to lose. <laughs> Maybe me too. Maybe me too. <laughs> so, like, is it too soon to say for that too, or like, are the rules a little bit different? Like, can they can they sort of more comfortably call that this early, or? 
I, I think the same rules apply. I mean, it's just they call it when they see fit to call it. I mean, obviously, when the votes come in, we'll have an official result. But, I mean, they can call it whenever they feel like calling it, you know? It just seems so early. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, Kentucky, like, what is that? Is Kentucky on is, is Central, too, like, in the Central time zone? So the polls would have just closed. I think it's an Eastern, isn't it? I, I feel like it's an Eastern, but honestly... I don't know. It's very east. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of like where in Tennessee I usually go to get there. I feel like it has to be on Eastern time. <laughs> so like the polls would have just closed there like an hour ago. Like how can you call anything? But people on Twitter are acting like it's just like certain. And I'm yeah. like, I mean, maybe, maybe it is. But like, I think Amy McGrath has like a real chance. And like, also I'm just, I, I, I'm not willing to admit defeat until like everything is counted. Yeah. yeah, I was pretty hopeful about Mitch McConnell losing. I guess that was maybe silly, but I, do, I don't get it. I don't get why people in Kentucky would vote for him, but. He always finds a way. I, I listened to this, um, this podcast on McConnell and it was talking about how he, not necessarily that he goes through this kind of challenge every year, but every year, every election, it's like, uh, we don't like McConnell, but then he raises some ridiculous amount of money, shuts everybody up and wins, you know, every year. So I don't know. He's, he's honestly probably the greatest politician that I've ever seen. Like the dude is a great politician. I hate him so much, but, yeah, but what's the I got to respect him what for make, what he does. What makes somebody like a great politician though? So he's able so first you have to raise money he does that easily um then two he um he bends <laughs> he bends the system to his will you know they talk about him as having like such an in-depth knowledge of like the rules of the senate and this that and the other and like how he's able to use that as a weapon against uh you know his, his opponents and everything like i mean the dude is He's a political genius, but he's he's on the wrong side. <laughs> I, I, really like, <laughs> I really like that we're on Zoom because like Alex took a strategic gulp of her wine and like I, I, would, I, I can't even help it. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> when you were saying that it was like a drinking game. Like Mitch McConnell is <gasps> called a brilliant politician drink of wine. <laughs> he, he really is. I, I mean, I, I gotta get Well, give you it know, to but like what how do we change this metric? Because like what you just said is like, okay, he's brilliant at raising money. Like, why is that a metric for being a great politician? Like, where did how did we get here? You right. Know? I mean, I agree it shouldn't be. That shouldn't be the metric, but that is the metric, you know. Usually whoever raises the most money wins contests you know they win elections um and I, I yeah i agree with you it should be something more like how many people have you helped you know <laughs> like how many people in your district you know have been have benefited from your being in office you know but or even how many people you've hurt right like, exactly uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah absolutely and then the second metric you said is that he's good at bending you know the rules to his will and it's like we got to change this you know we got to change this like this whole shtick that politicians have and like i'm thinking okay we got to take money out of politics we got to make it like you know where you can't independently fundraise or something like that and it's just like everybody gets like a certain amount or whatever or free airtime on public stations and that's all you can do we got to like do term limits i mean i don't know what else what else can we do to like just kind of like change this metric 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, and I keep bringing up ranked choice voting, but I think, rank, I mean, while it's not the answer to everything, I, I think it goes a long way to reducing the impact of money because you can spend with ranked choice voting, you can spend a lot of money, you know, and get a lot of first place votes, but then still not win in the end, which, yeah. you know, it, it, it kind of reduces the, um, the importance of money, you know? So I'm, 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 to me, all of the issues that we're having with this democracy is in some way improved with ranked choice voting. <laughs> I mean, after, I think I talked about this last time, but after voting for Pete this time in the primary, which again, I, I know I get a lot of hate for, but he dropped out like right after I voted. And so that was the first time I encountered that. And I was like, okay, yeah, we have to come up with a better system. (laughs) Did you hear our, um, what was it? Jody, when did we talk about this? We talked about this, I think in episode eight, maybe, or we were like, we were saying how, like, if anybody that had been in the democratic, like, like, you know, like race for, you know, the nomination had like kind of broken with the party and gone independent, like we probably would have voted for. And I was like, if we both like Andrew Yang, Elizabeth Warren, uh, even Amy Klobuchar, and then I go, even freaking Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> hey, Pete's been getting some love in the past couple of weeks, which oh, has yeah. kind of made me happy. Well, I mean, and I think that's the great thing about like an also ran is like it's worth running as expensive as it is, and it shouldn't be this expensive, but it's worth running maybe because it gets you it gets you a national platform, you know, that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Because like Pete's like a mayor of a city, right? Like how many years do you think he would have like sort of had to hustle in, in, in that role and other roles and maybe gone to like House of Representatives or like shot for the Senate before he even had a chance at like a national platform like he has now? Yeah, and I think he's a really effective messenger for the Democrats. Like when I think like that's something that we like really use more of. <laughs> so I think he has been good to have on the team. Well, anybody that's not in their 70s, I think we could use more of <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> like in every sphere of politics. I mean, I think that, I think that like we've all been spoiled and going back to your point, uh, Jody, about ranked choice voting and how we all kind of love it. But like, I think this whole democratic race and how like just sort of rich it was with possible candidates and how there were like three or four people that I would have voted for. And, you know, yeah. if, if we'd had ranked choice voting, you know, Elizabeth Warren probably would have stayed in the race longer. She probably would have had more of a chance. Andrew you know, Yang. I wanted to vote for Andrew Yang, but he dropped out like a week before our primaries. Same with Elizabeth Warren. Like, I was so bummed. Like, I think she was still on our ballot, but she'd already yeah. like conceded. Yeah, I ended up not voting for anybody. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, in the primary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I did love place. Andrew Yang. Yeah, I was a fan of of Andrew Yang. I'm I'm semi Yang gang. <laughs> Me too, kind of. Honestly, I'm <laughs> semi like everyone that was in the primary race, basically. What about Marianne Williamson? I mean, I liked I liked what she said about um, us having uh, what did she say a sick care system instead of a health care system. <laughs> I liked her talking about that, but yeah, otherwise, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, and she, she was one of the candidates that, candidates that talked about reparations too. So that was, that oh, was she did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I was with that. I was with yeah. that. And it was nice. I mean, that's the nice thing about 
a primary is it, it induces it, it introduces topics into the conversations because everyone's got to kind of compete for their like thing right and then that sort of brings it into the conversation mm-hmm. like yeah. andrew yang and ubi you know like everyone yeah. had start, everyone had to start talking about ubi after andrew yang was running <laughs> yep yep I remember I heard him, I think I first heard him on the Sam Harris podcast. Was it Sam Harris or was it, I don't know, it was one of these podcasts I listened to. It was either like Sam Harris or Joe Rogan or somebody like that. And um, and I had never heard of him. And I'd, I've heard lots of these no-name candidates run before and they're on somebody's <laughs> podcast or whatever and you never hear from them again. So I was very proud of Andrew Yang how far he went, how yeah. deep into the race he got from somebody like I'd never heard of this dude before, you know. So good for him. I don't think anybody had. Right, right. So you I listen was- to Joe Rogan? Yeah, I listen to Joe Rogan. Hmm. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> I've been that didn't to, look like, like approval. Down. That did not look like approval. <laughs> no, I've been trying to pin down like who the Joe Rogan listener is. <laughs> and I can't really you know it's so right. funny because my best friend who we were talking with at one o'clock or one of my best friends um it, he's a big Joe Rogan fan he loves he loves Joe Rogan and um and he's another he's an, another black dude from New Orleans and in fact he and Jody went to the same high school um and are about the same age so I mean I don't know if they're typical Joe Rogan listeners or if they're just contrary I doubt that we're typical one of, <laughs> one of my good friends says that uh Joe Rogan is like a gateway to the alt-right <laughs> so you know I don't know if I don't I don't take him like that to me yeah. he's more um balanced you know he's more fair I guess you know I don't agree with everything that he agrees with or believes but um like he had uh um what's the the super conservative guy uh, ben shapiro he had ben shapiro on and he was asking ben shapiro some tough questions and bringing you know some um bringing up points that i would bring up if i was yeah. having a conversation with ben shapiro you know um but then he does the same thing with you know le- people on the left you know when, right. when the left comes on he's like wait well what about this what about the, you know so i appreciate that um i you know i, I don't know i wouldn't say he's a, a gateway drug to the alt right <laughs> but <laughs> you know well you listen know, I- to some of his podcast he's he's good at asking questions for sure <laughs> I think like Jody and Maurice the one thing that they have in common is that they're both like willing to engage in like the other side um and I think that like they like Joe Rogan because of that right like and I have never listened to any Joe Rogan I only know about like I have like a contact relationship like you know through Jody and Mar- Maurice but I don't know that's my that's my takeaway from y'all both being fans but like Maurice's mind was exploding when Kanye, Kanye was gonna... interview yeah <laughs> oh, I haven't listened to that one <laughs> Kanye he's he's kind of ranting for like three hours it's like a three-hour Kanye rant <laughs> I mean, I, I what else it. would you expect? Right. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But Maurice was just so excited. Like he was like a kid, like the week before Christmas. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have a lot of complicated feelings about Kanye. As do we all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm a bit of a Kanye apologist in some ways, not necessarily in regards to this election, but. <laughs> 
in other aspects. Like the mental health aspect or? Yeah. And I do think he's like very creative. Yeah. He's a a musical genius. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's a musical genius. But a lot with a lot of people with great genius, they also have great mental health issues. Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He would not be the first. That is for sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I'd be seriously concerned with uh, Kanye having like the nuclear codes. I mean, like, especially following a Trump presidency, like, I think I would be very concerned about that. But like, I also feel icky about that. Like, you know, being like, like, am I like anti, because I'm not anti- mental health disorders or anything like that i just don't i don't think it's icky to say i don't want someone with mental health issues to have the the codes the nuclear codes especially when like he famously doesn't take his medication right exactly so i I mean that's not an icky thing at all (laughs) i mean i take depression meds and i i'm still saying that (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Um, so I, Alex, since we're getting this opportunity to follow up with you, I'm curious, like, have you turned any more former Trump voters since we talked to you last? Not that I know, but I thought I lost one. Oh, no. And I was trying to not like blow her up, but I kept sending her articles because she said something about the economy that led me to believe that she was maybe backsliding voting for Trump (laughs) and so I kept like sending her these articles with like the data from Moody's and she wouldn't respond and then finally she was like Alex I'm voting for Biden you can relax (laughs) you can leave Leave me me (laughs) she's like please stop (laughs) you know it's funny because like I've I've spent the last two days like in between everything else text banking and um and like it's really interesting when people like immediately say yes out of the gate when I'm like oh would you consider voting no you know against this amendment um that I'm text banking on behalf of together Louisiana on which is amendment five in Louisiana um people will be like yes immediately and and sometimes I'm like you just know how to like stop this because yeah. <laughs> you know that I'll follow up unless you say stop or opt out <laughs> yeah but yep. there's some I was messing with somebody today somebody that texted me they asked if I if I voted I said oh yeah I voted last week and then they responded back with like oh great because another four years of Trump something you know blah 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 I was like oh I voted for Trump I, I <laughs> I shouldn't have voted for Trump. <laughs> and, and they just said, oh, thank you for your vote. <laughs> See, and like, there's, there's a couple of those too. And like being friends with you and Maurice, I'm like, I know this person is messing with me. I know this person is just like, like you can tell after a certain point, you're like, I don't know that like, what this person's politics really are. And I will never know because they're just committed to like fucking with me. So we have like a sibling group chat and my little brother is a big Kanye fan and the other day he texted us and he said like I voted I voted for Kanye like I knew he was just kidding but my husband yesterday was like I cannot believe Sam voted for Kanye and I was like Sam people are really thinking you voted for him so your husband is in your sibling chat oh that's so sweet I think like Jody and I like we ended the last episode that we we interviewed you where we were like basically like both in awe of your husband and your relationship (laughs) he's pretty cool he's He's been chef right (laughs) yes he is the chef that's where my comfort food comes from yes 
think that's the I think that's the story I was I was really looking for earlier when I asked the comfort food question. I was like, what did he cook for you? Last night he did cook a big meal. <laughs> I'm still feeling a little rough today. <laughs> well, after Maurice asked that question, I was like, you know, I hadn't really planned on cooking anything, but then I made baked mac and cheese. So like Yum. <laughs> comfort food, definitely comfort food. So we should probably wrap this up. Like my whole goal was to like keep it to like 15 minutes, but like, is there anything else you guys want to say? Like, what are your plans for the evening? Like just like trying to sleep or like what? I'm probably just going to keep watching the results, watch as yeah, the, the states come in and, you know, this channel says it's official for this person. The other channel says it's official for the other person. I'm just going to keep switching back and forth and laughing. Yeah, but why are, why are you doing that to yourself when you know it's too early to call? Uh, I'm just interested in watching how this whole thing plays out. You know, I'm just interested in seeing how one channel will call it versus another. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier about how Fox is calling it with less than 1% of the vote in. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's interesting to see, you know. Yeah. I'll be watching, too. <laughs> Which, which channel and I, I'm originally from Dallas, so I'm really hoping there's a Texas flip. I might yeah. like run through it's the close. streets if that it's happens. Close. Same here with Georgia. Like, you know, growing up in Georgia, like I, I've never been prouder like than of Georgia, like being from Georgia, like when I heard like the slew of early voters that they had, and it's just sort of like this blue wave that's like really trying to like build momentum in Georgia. Because, you know, coming from Georgia like a lot of times when they're in the news it's like something racial like where they're being like yeah. dumbasses and so then like I'm like I get an opportunity to be proud of them I'm really hoping that they they, they flip all right boy what channel, what channel are you watching Alex I have been watching um ABC okay on Roku and then I've just been looking at like BBC and New York Times and a few different ones on my phone. But I, I like to switch back and forth too. Yeah. yeah for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. You guys are junkies. <laughs> That's kind of how I was with the with the with the text banking earlier though. I was like, I'm just gonna send some more. <laughs> I'm just gonna send some more. <laughs> I do you think they need a better strategy because I like donated and then I get all these texts and I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm not the right person right. you need to be like blowing up. Like I clearly cared because I, 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 I donated. I did my part. Yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. You should, you should move on. Oh, Hey, look, we're trying to wrap up, but Maurice is joining us. So Alex, this is um, the Joe Rogan fan. So I, I told, I, te <laughs> I texted him and I told him that we were talking about Joe Rogan and he should get in here if he could. Um, so let's see if he can hear us. Maurice, are you there? Can you hear us? <laughs> we were just wrapping up the call, but um, but I was telling them that I kind of taunted you into joining us. <laughs> I think Maurice, so Maurice had a book club earlier. Maurice is a, a, um, hey. <laughs> are you playing some Kanye for us? We were talking. No, about that was a uh, title of the creator. Oh, okay. <clears throat> so this is Alex. I don't know if you heard her episode, but. Hey, Alex, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how are you? You look very relaxed. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> At all. <laughs> 
So Jody and Alex have both been sort of flipping around uh, between stations, watching different news coverage. And um, we were talking about how like different stations are calling it with like very few returns. And like, I'm worried about Kentucky. We're worried about Florida. We're worried about Georgia and Texas. What are you thinking? You're so positive. Give us, give us a boost of positivity, please. This is, you know, it's like my birthday and it's like Christmas and it's Mardi Gras. Election night is like that for me because I get to watch all the, all the TV all the internet, all the radio stuff. I'm just skipping around through everything constantly. And one thing you know is you can't, you can't stress too early. You're stressing late, you know? Because the, the stations, especially like the mainstream stations uh, on cable, it's like they're trying to keep, keep you watching. So they're like, hey, we just got any more returns. It's 10%, which means nothing. And in a year like this, with like mail-in ballots versus uh, you know, voting in person ballots, they can't even tell you what the real percentages are because they don't know how many things that haven't been counted yet. So it's just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm just going to chill and watch what's going on. A lot of obvious states have been called already. Louisiana is done. But, but, you know, other than that, it's just it's all part of the show. Wait, wait, wait. Louisiana is actually done or they're just calling it like. I'm sure I mean, gonna call it. I thought it was done last <laughs> night, but that's just me. So. All right. Exactly. <laughs> I, I resist this. I resist this. I've been praying and hoping that we would get like a Democratic or even independent senator. No, I'm not. looking for that blue wall, that Wisconsin, that Michigan, that Pennsylvania, that what's the other one? I want Alaska too, just for the heck of it, just to show me, <laughs> me business. Florida. Awesome. Uh-huh. Florida. Florida's so, not looking good. Florida, Florida. Look, there's that meme with Bugs Bunny, like with the saw cutting off a part of the country. Oh, yeah, yeah. All floating off. I mean, look, I love them, but y'all can just go somewhere else and do y'all things somewhere else. Wow. Wow, you're on the record. So what are you doing tonight? Are you watching all the stations or, or what are you doing? You want just on Twitter? Oh, yeah. CN, NBC, BS, ABZ, um, <laughs> C-SPAN. Um, I got Joe Rogan podcast. He's doing a live show right now. So I'm listening to oh, that. Yes? He's on right. He's been on you guys morning. are like hardcore. He's like 6:45. He's been on. He's been on for about an hour and a half. Um, Alex was trying to figure out who like the who the Joe Rogan like listeners were, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna try to bring one in." <laughs> <laughs> I'll be well, honest, like the people I know, they're like real like meathead kind of dudes. Yes. <laughs> so I I kind of assumed that that was like maybe like the audience. If you had like a, a coin with like. Bjork on one side of the coin is this sort of strange, like, girly voice person, and then Rogan on the opposite side, and they both attract a certain kind of people. I'm going to have been diagram of unexpected <laughs> fans for both of those uh, Well, creators. you know what? Actually, Jadi and Maurice are both meatheads, too. So, like, <laughs> you, you I got, I got a gym. I got, like, a gym right in the next room, so. I, I honestly, I wish I was. <laughs> Maybe that's why he doesn't connect with me fully. I just ate like a half pound cake, so I will be hitting it hard tomorrow morning. Well, so I'm just going to say this to the audience. If you are a female Joe Rogan fan, we want to hear from you. <laughs> I want to hear from these unicorns also. <laughs> like, please tell us like what you like about Joe Rogan, like what, what his show, like what, what buttons it pushes for you. <laughs> so, so I'm definitely uh, listening to the Kanye episode for sure tomorrow. Oh, so wild. <laughs> I was telling Alex and Jody that you were like a kid like the week before Christmas, like completely unbearable. <laughs> and they kept putting it off and then it ended up happening. Uh, it, it, was, it was perfect. It was perfect. What can I say? 
So, you know, the thing you said earlier, just a couple of minutes ago about how this is like your birthday and like Christmas and Mardi Gras, like all wrapped up in one. It was really funny. My mom mentioned uh, New Year's earlier when we were talking on the phone. She's like, well, I don't stay up for New Year's, so I'm not going to stay up for this either. And then like later, like a couple of minutes later, I texted her and I was like, it does kind of feel like New Year's actually, doesn't yeah. it? Like we're staying because up. If Biden wins today, 2020 is officially over. <laughs> we're now onto a different year maybe it's not 2021 but it's something other than the 2020 that we've been dealing with all this year yeah. it's like 2020 b <laughs> yes because yeah, because if trump wins 2020 is going to end with that uh vaccine being circulated and that's how the zombie apocalypse starts but it's going to be in the water it. and there's no choice right yeah <laughs> call it. so like are, how, how are you guys feeling like overall like are you guys feeling optimistic i feel wonderful Maurice feels quite optimistic. I okay. am cautiously optimistic. I'm, okay. I'm pessimistically optimistic. <laughs> okay. I feel like I'm a pessimist kind of by nature, like a little bit, or a realist, I'd like to say, but. Right. <laughs> like I tweeted a little while ago, I mean, I'll just paraphrase, but like the tweet was that, you know, people are like, why am I so like happy and like high right now? For me, it's like going to battle. If I'm going to battle, my chin's up and my heart is full of light. And like, I'm not like a military person in real life, but if I was forced to fight, I'm gonna go in there like smiling, swinging my sword, shooting my gun like crazy. I'm taking the bad guys down before they take me down. I'm gonna go down swinging. That's how I feel about it. And you know, best case scenario is that even right now, like they can't quite figure out what's happening in Florida and maybe Biden gets that within the next like 15 minutes. Worst case scenario, you have the biggest protest in the history of the country was the Women's Day March, the, the day he got, after he was inaugurated, right? So you got women activated, you got black folks activated. Those are all good things long-term for this country and for this world. So if somehow uh, Trump gets back in there, we're not going nowhere. We're gonna be protesting again for his inauguration date. Just wait for it. So to me, it's a women's situation and there's like, you know, grades on, on, on um, I'm just saying for people, don't, don't like let, let the PTSD of 2016 get you too down because this is not the same battle. This is a different battle. We might lose it, but we might actually win it. And it's that bubbling optimism. That was good. I'm feeling better. <laughs> Yay. You got some ghosts in that house, Maurice, that you're staying at. You know, I love that I love that you say that you're so, so positive. And I really appreciate that. And I think that um I think you're right. Like I was talking with one of my neighbors earlier when I was walking to the polls. I'd already voted. I just wanted to walk to the polls just because I love that walk on election day. And I went and got some coffee at the coffee shop. But one of my neighbors and I were talking and he said, well, I will give Trump this one good thing he did for this country was that he woke a lot of people up, you know, and I think he got a lot of us mobilized. And, and I think, I think a lot of us know that our work's not done just no matter what those, these results are. Um, so we've got a lot of work to do one way or the other, but the one thing I will say is that if, I mean, I doubt he's listening, but if anybody who's on the fringes of anybody who works for Biden, do not let that man concede because that's how we got where we are in 2000. Like, I think Al Gore conceded way too early and he should have fought harder and hopefully Biden and Biden's people will, they will not concede this before every last vote is counted. Hillary told him not to, he's not going to do it. Be yeah, I, I feel like he's not the type to concede too early. No, look, Biden is gonna like take a nap. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm sure he's napping right now. He's definitely taking a nap right <laughs> now. Did y'all see the um? So you know, Trump went and talked to his to his staff today, and they were playing clips of that on on NBC. 
during the um, evening news. And so I, I encourage anybody to watch it because Trump did not sound optimistic at all. Like he sounded like he knows he lost. And I was talking earlier about how you look at your opponent and see how they react to the situation. He, he doesn't, at least on election night in 2016, he was like being quiet. This time he's like, well, you know, I, you know, losing is not cool, especially for me. And it doesn't sound like regular typical Trump. So something's happening there with him. And I think they know what's happening in, in Arizona and in, the, in those blue wall states. Is he activating the Proud Boys? Yeah. <laughs> and look. There's only about four Proud Boys. You mean boys. the poor boys? Hey, they're standing <laughs> by. They're standing by. <laughs> there's about four of them, though. That's the thing. It's like, I mean, I think that they're scary. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they're like, they're they're dudes with huge guns that will just show up and don't give a, you know, a fuck. We are gonna mark, we're already going to mark this episode explicit because I, cut, <laughs> I cursed earlier. But, um, God but there's damn like, it, Emily. But there's just not as many of them as they want us to believe there are. You know, like, I think there's a lot of people that are like economically secretly voting for Trump that are saying they're voting for Biden. I think that there's that's who I'm really scared about. You know, I'm not scared about these, you know. Well, it's called Florida. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing with the Proud Boys, it's, it's, put, it's just politics. People, you know, fear is the main driving force in any election. And I listen to like Republicans who are like, you know, you had those protests that turned into riots and they're tearing apart cities. And I never imagined being in an American which cities were being ripped apart by anarchists without the police department coming in. You know, you could say that maybe about like Seattle, what happened with, with that place. But that wasn't the story in mostly any other place. But once the narrative gets going, people are like, well, that's clearly what the Democrats want. And I refuse to buy into any of that mob mentality in either direction. There's probably like 80 Proud Boys in the entire country. Um, and, you know, I could probably take half of them in a fight, you know, physically. Give me a gun. I'm actually a good shot. I'm a pacifist, but I'm, a, I'm an amazingly good shot. So, you know, I, I just... I, there you go. So I never operate off of fear. You know, Biden wins. They're going on the ground. We won't hear from them for a long time. And whatever. Yeah. No, I think there are a lot of bark and no and no bite, actually. And, and I think that Trump, too, like, I think he's probably going to, like probably run if he doesn't win like he's not going to stay and fight and try to hold the position the only reason why he wants to hold the position is so he doesn't go to jail so if he lose if it looks like he's not losing i mean if it looks like he's losing i think he's probably just going to hop on a plane y'all are far far more optimistic than i am because i don't think trump is going without a fight and i think these militia people who are backing him who have said if they if trump loses that they're going to essentially start a war i'm taking them at their word I think the I think, think I don't think there's going to be a civil war, but I think there's going to be some civil skirmishes. You just know? think about I those, those my husband. Poor... Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say, just think about those poor people he left on the airfield, you know, cold and frozen. I think what's going to happen is the poor boys are going to act, be activated by Trump, and he's going to like while they're activated, he's going to run and he's going to abandon them. So, anyways, Alex, you're what? You, what did you tell your husband? I was like get home semi early because I was like I mean I've been pretty vocal and we are in a pretty crazy (laughs) town so I was like (laughs) maybe just some backup to make sure I'm not kidnapped tonight (laughs) I gotta give a shout out to um Mississippi because you know I have many thoughts about Mississippi in general that you might imagine but the people here are actually very cool and as long as you like wear the old Miss colors the football team colors they love you to death which I'm fine with I yeah, but put, where's your old Miss? What you're not, so you're not sporting your old Miss right now. You're not safe. No, no. Look, when they get within earshot, you just go hotty toddy, and they go, "Oh, he's one of us." <laughs> I never heard that. Huh? 
Well, I have a lot of Biden signs in my yard, so. <laughs> More <There's>... than one? <laughs> yeah, in the front, in the alley, and on the front street. You know what's going to happen is Trump going to lose the election. He's going to go to his plane, not Air Force One, to them alone him. He's going to hop in his little private Trump plane and try and fly away as the Proud Boys are showing up to like, back him up. And he's going to like wave. Like, I'm getting the hell out of here. You guys fend for yourselves. Dude, I just flying. said that. <laughs> he's going to Russia. He's going to be flying to Russia. But because he didn't pay the people with the gas bill, the plane's out of gas. And oh my yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. He might try to like to steal Air Force One. And <laughs> I think it was Chrissy Teigen who said like she made a good point. She was like, I don't really see him sticking around even until January if he loses. Like he's such a sore loser. And I was like, you know, she's maybe right, but I, I don't know. You just. He said he's going to drag this out, so I'm expecting that he's going to drag it out. Yeah, the way I, I feel about it is that Trump is somebody who was built to fight, which is why so many of his people like him so much. But I think that, and this is going to sound bizarre for me to say this, but I'm just going to say it. I don't think in his mind he sees himself like as a dictator or somebody who like, just completely and totally ignores the rules. If he gets Florida, in some weird way, I think it's a good thing. If there's no protracted battle in Florida, then there's no repeat of 2000. And, you know, if he gets Texas, fine, we expect that. But if it's like a nice blowout for us in, in Michigan, for example, in Wisconsin, for example, he can't fight that. We're going to go to court and say, hey, you know, I'm 200,000 votes behind judge, put me in office. I mean, even the judges in Texas and the judge, um, the federal judge was like, you can't just throw out people's votes. It's not how this thing works. And yeah. so I just feel a certain level of comfort that his attitude where he doesn't seem as confident as him knowing it's not even going to be close to some of these places. Um, and I'm sticking with that. You know, we'll see how it, it turns out. But I think tonight we're going to have some answers in Florida, Georgia, um, maybe Wisconsin, probably not Pennsylvania, but enough places that it's going to tell us what direction this thing is really going. Mm. I have yeah. to say, I really love these election maps when they zoom into the state and then zoom into the counties and all of that. I really love them. Like I'm fascinated <laughs> by, by the graphics. Somebody uh, went as Steve Karnacki for, ha for Halloween. And he's the MSNBC guy who's like very animated. And he's like, and we have 65 votes counted in this. And it's like, it was a kid. And the kid had an electoral college tie. Like he's wearing an electoral college tie. If you flipped it over, it said 269 to 269. It was a brilliant mm -hmm. costume. So <laughs> you can visualize that. Uh, well, I love how like when Jody talks, like you can see like the TV like reflection in his eyes. You can see what I'm watching. Huh? <laughs> yeah, no, he is like you are glued to the returns right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm very interested in it. You know, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I. I I'm not sure what is attracting me to because I mean I know nothing is official until it's official. You know, so they're really just throwing numbers at us. You know. Uh, <laughs> But, That's the fun part of it. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's I hard like. To look away. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, it's, <laughs> it's very interesting. Very interesting. You know, it's like I, I got into a car accident yesterday, and everybody was driving past me, like just like staring. <gasps> you know, that's how I feel about this. <laughs> this Why uh, you just like, drop that on us? You got into a car accident. Are you okay? Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Everything's fine. I mean, okay. the car is a little not fine, but <laughs> <laughs> but I'm fine. The other car took uh, most of the damage. 
Well, you still got the Lamborghini in the garage. So. You know, I, I only take that out on Sundays. You know that. You know. <laughs> I'm one of those Kanye cars. He has those weird, like, tanks that he uses in Wyoming. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd have to have a, like, expensive tank in New Orleans. I wouldn't have a Lamborghini around here. <laughs> yeah, you can't really drive one here. And yet people do. You know, as a lawyer, I know quite a few other lawyers who have Lamborghinis, Corvettes, Ferraris, Maseratis. I'm like, you guys are just straight up jerks. Like, you just, <laughs> you just illogical jerks. Well, the roads are so bad and then like narrow, like people would be sideswiping you constantly. You'd have to have a garage and which is kind of rare around here. I guess it is kind of like a showing off thing because it's like the roads are so bad. I ha- clearly have off street parking. <laughs> Daddy, how's um, Joe Jorgensen doing? I haven't been seeing uh, as a woman, right? I haven't been seeing her name. Um, yeah. uh, they're not really showing it. They're really only showing Biden and Trump. And then they're showing like the House races and the Senate races and, and things like that. But they're, they're not showing third party candidates. That's the lamestream media. What did you say, Emily? I said, wouldn't it be funny if Joe Jorgensen or someone else, like another third party candidate won and like they weren't paying any attention at all. They're like, <laughs> well, these numbers are so odd. They don't make any sense. And it's like, because you're not paying attention to these numbers. I want to see a runoff between Joe Jorgensen and Kanye and <laughs> special guest third party candidate Marion Williamson. He's like, comes out of the write in candidate. That's what I want to see. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I guess we should probably uh, call it a night, at least for this. Um, although I'll start up a group chat for all of us so that we can, we can bug each other late into the night since we're all clearly going to be up for a while. <laughs> This was a good distraction. Thanks for having me. All right. Nice to meet you, Alex. Nice to meet you, too. So nice to see everybody's faces. All right. Good luck, everyone. Good luck to us all. You got this. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye, everyone.